Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today I'm talking about a Halloween animated feature. One of the very few that actually takes place on Halloween. I am, of course, talking about the 2006 Oscar-nominated Monster House. Now, a lot of people have probably already forgotten about this movie. It's, I wouldn't say it wasn't a hit when it came out. It was a pretty... Pretty decent uh, hit when it came out. It just hasn't really been talked about since, at least I've noticed, and kind of disappointing really because it's actually a really solid movie. Now, if you're completely unaware of Monster House, Monster House is, like I said, an animated feature that is basically, while it takes place on Halloween, also deals with the weird neighbor's house. Now, we've seen this before in a lot of kids' movies. We've seen it before in a lot of suspenseful movies where you have the kid who's like, hey, look, there's this weird neighbor across the street who always is, like, mean. Uh, kids don't like going to his house, all that stuff. This movie kind of plays around with that idea by taking it to the logical extreme. What if the house was haunted? And more specifically, what if the house was alive? It's a pretty silly concept, but it, it, it ends up being played very clever. Uh, you got the main character, DJ, who is pretty much like the weird kid. He's going through uh, puberty. And most of this movie is pretty much uh, taking place in his house and across the street from the, the monster house. So there's not a whole lot of locations you see in this movie. You do eventually see them going into different places, but it's not that often. And while that may be just a thing because they had to save budget on, on stuff, I mean, this is not a very expensive looking movie. Even back when it came out, it didn't really look all that expensive. The tech might be though, considering that I know this is from Image Movers, who normally does. Uh, this is from Image Movers, who if you aren't aware of, is Robert Zemeckis' company. Uh, you know, he's the guy who made like the Polar Express, Beowulf. Uh, prior to that, he made stuff like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Castaway, you know, a lot of really good movies. A lot of movies that use tech called um, motion capture, which is basically you have actors acting out a scene, they're in full like green screen suits or stuff like that and whatever you're doing gets caught into the movement so the tech was technically stuff that would be expensive but the actual animation doesn't really look like it uh this is actually one of the few motion capture movies where the characters are done more stylistically they're more cartoony looking and to be fair that's really to the movies really to the movie's um strength because that, look, I got nothing against motion capture. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The problem is that motion capture normally doesn't look good over the years. Even Sometimes it doesn't even look good in the same time it came out in. Just because they're really trying to do the, like, the realistic look. It's, you know, the uncanny, uncanny valley. And it just does not work. So, yeah, oftentimes the animation on this stuff does not look good. I mean, the Polar Express, creepy. Beowulf looks creepy too honestly even something as you know like from the later years like the christmas carol or um mars Needs mom those look creepy i mean the only one that i've ever seen that didn't look creepy uh which wasn't really done by this company was um the, the um what do you call it um the tintin uh tintin movie that one looks fine uh but that one also goes into somewhat of a stylistic choices with some of the characters in terms of the design so that's why it mostly works this movie monster house specifically it's all very stylistically they're very cartoony so it never looks weird the only thing that looks off is that a lot of the times the characters movements are very stiff like they look very mechanical but you can get by that honestly uh the animation is honestly not 
that great even going beyond that like you can tell the characters look very plasticky at times like the hair just looks like kind of like play-doh honestly the most uh, detailed thing which is probably the most important thing anyways is the house itself the monster house looks really great like a lot of the times when you see just like the little ways they make this thing come alive whether it's giving it teeth uh, making it fix up itself, giving it arms, just all those little things always looks great. Like even, you know, over a decade later, because this is, of course, 15 years since this came out. And yeah, that stuff looks great. The ha uh, the characters, not so much, but at the very least, they're not ugly to look at. Like it's not like a lot of the other uh, motion capture movies where I'm like, please put these characters away. <laughs> they look creepy. For the most part, it's fine. And since so few characters that you have to deal with, uh, you're mostly fine with it throughout the movie because uh, it's really just the main character, DJ, his best friend, Chowder. Uh, there's eventually, eventually a little girl that comes along with their team. Uh, there's a babysitter, but she barely factors into the movie. There's a couple of cops. Again, barely factor into the movie. Pretty much the most important character outside of those three kids is just the elderly neighbor who is in this house and at first you think like oh he's just a mean neighbor due to some accident early on where he um he's supposed to be dead but he comes back later on in the movie so it turns out that he was just hospitalized you know he's like the only other character that is um is basically a major player in the story and funny enough he's probably the character that i would say design wise and everything looks the best out of the people which is funny because he's the one that is supposed to look like the most ugly the most creepy because he's supposed to be like the nasty old man but uh it's a really good design because once you realize like oh he wasn't actually being mean he was trying to protect the kids from this house because he knows that the house is deadly uh he does kind of soften up a bit and the transformation from you know nasty old man to kind old man is very apparent so it is a really good design when you look at it from that perspective but yeah it's just a really good design honestly the house him really good designs the other characters not so much but again they're not horrifying to look at like a lot of motion capture stuff so for the most part i am actually fine with everything else uh even though it hasn't aged the best so i will say that much but going into the movie itself it's just a really solid halloween uh horror kids feature just because a lot of this is um very much like an older movie this was produced by like steven spielberg and yeah you can notice it right away because a lot of it has the sensibilities of an 80s movie like even the main characters like at, at some point when they, in they introduced like the little girl that goes along with them uh, they're all like around the same age like 10 uh like 12 13 ish uh characters and one of the things i love about this movie is that they don't shy away from the fact that these kids are you know hormonal like the two main characters main characters um uh dj and chowder are fucking horny for, for this girl like they're, they the second she pops up they are literally trying to um simp for her they're pretty much like trying to please her they're trying to find any way to impress her while of course trying to solve this issue of the monster house so it's always funny stuff it never comes off creepy it always feels like actual things that a lot of movies just don't touch upon because they're always like oh yeah you know this is the age where boys start getting into girls but you never see that in full effect this is one of the rare movies animated or live action where you actually see like yeah these guys are definitely horn dogs but it's not done in a creepy way it's you know fairly tame uh it's just appreciative that it's there but even beyond that a lot of the horror elements just feels like something that you would have seen in an 80s horror uh kids film uh not just because it's a house so it's technically less scary because a lot of this stuff does get really intense i mean this movie was rated pg when it came out and i remember they had to cut it down 
It was originally going to be like PG-13, but they had to cut out on some stuff. Like mainly what ended up getting them the, the PG rating was just, and this is kind of a spoilers, but who cares really? A lot of the characters that the Monster House eats uh, later come back in the movie. So it's like, oh, well, you know, it's a house. So technically, even though I dated them, they didn't really die. And yeah, it's kind of like... Then how come they didn't pop out earlier when the characters... Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's what they did to get it down to a PG rating. And you know what? If that was a trade-off, I'm fine with it. Because a lot of the stuff in this is really neat, intense horror sequences. Like, on the ways the house tries to get people to, you know, eat them. Like, whether it's using the, the, like, the trees right there to grab people. Or, like, raising the pavement. It's all stuff that... It's like, this This is solid horror movie stuff. And it's really fun seeing it in motion with this movie because it's just creative, it's clever. It's stuff that you don't see in a lot of movies, whether it's animated or even live action. Like, even some R-rated horror movies are not as clever as this is when it comes to, like, the scare scenes. And, of course, you know, kids are still going to be able to watch it. it. It is still a fun little movie for kids to watch. It's just that the way they do it is just kind of intense. And it's it's just great, honestly. It's not something that you get often, whether it was back then or even now. Like, the fact that, it, that going back to, like, the whole Spielberg thing, that Spielberg was one of the producers on this makes a whole lot of sense, considering that a lot of this feels like something that would have come out during Spielberg's, you know, major era in the 80s. It just feels like a really love, a love letter to horror movies. Uh, especially of this kind and just the idea of it being like the creepy neighbor and then it turns out that hey the creepy neighbor has an actual you know monster in his house because that is the house which is neat honestly and then looking at it one of the things that kind of surprised me was that this was one of the writers on this uh i don't want to give him full credit but it's the name that popped out the most uh one of the writers on this was um dan Harmon. now if you don't know who dan Harmon is dan Harmon is the creator of community he's the co-creator of um, rick and morty and the second i saw that i'm like that makes a whole lot of sense because this feels like something that dan, dan Harmon would write then um, upon further reading it i read that dan Harmon actually she trashed this movie once it was once it came out because apparently the director of this movie Gil Keenan and uh Steven Spielberg made some changes to the script that um Dan Harmon apparently didn't like which hearing that I'm like that makes even more sense than you know now knowing that because this like well well this 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 definitely feels like a Dan Harmon thing in terms of just the idea of the monster being a house feels like something that Dan, Dan Harmon would do to kind of satirize this this kind of movie it does kind of lean in too much into like just being a genuine thing like and not that it's bad i actually do like that they go all in on the idea of the monster on um, the house being a monster but i feel like granted i don't know maybe it was different but I, I feel like maybe in his version we would have never found out whether or not the house was actually a monster or why it was even a monster to begin with because i know the one the one thing that they did mention was that apparently it was the director's idea to change like the backstory on the house because eventually you realize that the house is pretty much um like there's a reason why it's alive um and this is spoiler so if you haven't seen the movie i'm about to spoil it just because it's kind of important to explain this uh, it turns out that it, within the movie, it turns it turns out that um, the reason why the house is alive is because uh, the older older neighbor's um, wife actually died during the making of the house, and her spirit was pretty much trapped in the house. And you know, it, it sounds weird, but when you watch it in the movie, it just feels right because it it is that kind of movie where that kind of stuff would make sense. That being said, it is kind of a 
out there curveball out of left field thing that they don't really build up too much on like they do kind of mention early on about the wife but even then it's it kind of feels tacked on to the point that hearing that this was an idea that was not originally in the script and was added on later on makes a lot of sense uh, again, I, I actually do like the, the idea of the twist. That it feels natural to it, but I, I can see it being tacked on because it does feel like once that's revealed, it's like, okay, this just kind of came out of nowhere. Again, I'm not sure if this is what he specifically hated, but it wouldn't uh, surprise me because it is the one thing that I'm like, okay, so this was added on later. And normally, like if you've re- seen any Dan Harmon stuff, like Community, uh, Rick and Morty, probably Rick and Morty especially, is that they kind of um, play around with like typical stuff, like cliches that you see in these kinds of stories. So I kind of feel like maybe it was just that it ended up becoming exactly one of those stories instead of something that was kind of mocking the idea of those stories that he hated but I'm not entirely sure. That would just be my guess. Either way, the fact that he didn't like what ended up happening makes sense because I've normally seen a a few of his things where he doesn't like certain things. Like I know with Rick and Morty, he really hated uh, the episode where they made fun of like the Avengers uh, with like the Vindicator. So yeah, the idea that he didn't like the end product makes sense. But the idea that he was at one point connected to it, again, makes sense. Either way... Regardless of how it feels, I still really love the movie. I mean, it is a really solid, just a really solid concept. Uh, It's the kind of thing that at first glance you would say sounds really goofy, really cheesy. But the movie not only delivers, but it actually makes it feel genuine and sincere in a way that it feels like, okay, this isn't mocking those kinds of movies, but it is one of those movies. It's just going with the silliest possible route, but it still feels natural to it. And yeah, it's just a ton of fun because you you get a lot of really good jokes aside from the scares that was like one of the things that kind of scared me re-watching this because I haven't really seen it in years like I've only seen like snippets here and there and I'd be like I don't know if the character of Chowder really holds up because I know he's constantly saying stupid shit but there's some really funny stuff like of course um, at one point they're inside the house uh, trying to find a way to kill her from inside and when they look at the layout they realize okay wait the the little chandelier that's up there is kind of like the uvula of this um, of this house at which point Chowder mentions like oh so it's a girl house and it's just a stupid line but you kind of love it and I love that that even with that even though it's just a setup for a stupid joke it ends up actually paying off in a big way later in the movie pretty much to get them out of the house and that's another thing i could appreciate about this movie a lot of the stuff kind of feels built up or um like they do the planting and pay off really well which is not something that you can say with a lot of movies especially nowadays because i've noticed a lot of times they don't really set up a lot of these things properly anymore and not to say that you know movies don't do it anymore but uh there, there are it's just that there's a lot of movies that don't do it as often as as they did with this or as cleverly so every time i see that especially with blockbusters hollywood movies it's always just neat but yeah it's just a really clever movie and honestly it's just hilarious it's the kind of thing that i would definitely watch uh more often on halloween's like if i did like halloween watches i don't really like doing the like the whole thing where i'm like oh it's my annual ceremony of movies or whatever i mean not that i don't watch certain movies you know at certain times of the year but i don't like actually doing you know planning out like okay this time of the year i'm gonna watch these movies exactly like i'm like if i watch that movie the will grade if i don't maybe next year maybe not who knows i don't really care 
like I said, I haven't really watched this movie in years. Uh, seeing it that, that it does hold up is always it's always a treat, and I'm glad that so far a lot of the movies I've done for this show that I have seen uh, for like years um, that I haven't seen in years do hold up. So that's always neat. Uh, in regards to Monster House, like I said before, it's just really charming that it, it it holds up. A lot of the jokes are still clever. A lot of the scares are really clever. I mean, there's at one point in the movie early on where the main character is is asleep and you see like the shadow of the house coming in and there's like a hand popping out and it's just this really weird scene that doesn't really do much. Like you don't know whether this is supposed to be a nightmare, whether it's supposed to be like the house spirit actually trying to haunt him. You don't really know, but you kind of don't care because it's just a really neat scene to witness in this movie and, and it's just that stuff I always appreciate whenever they can just go in and do like you know what we're gonna do a weird scene whether or not it fully works in the movie I don't know but look you're gonna remember this scene you're gonna appreciate this scene why are you gonna even complain about the scene I, I, I really love that kind of stuff and of course it's just uh, yeah it's just a really solid ho Halloween movie which is kind of weird when you think about it you ever notice how there's a lot of Halloween movies uh, well movies that get listed as Halloween movies but they're only Halloween movies in the sense that there's a monster in it and it's kind of spooky like that's kind of the thing like you look at like you know Hotel Transylvania which I, I'm not knocking Hotel Transylvania like any of them uh, because there are, there are good movies but they're all labeled as like Halloween movies but it's like none of these movies take place on or around Halloween they're just movies that have monsters like Dracula, Frankenstein, and whoever else in it. Uh, last week's movie, Wallace and Gromit, The, the Curse of the Rare Rabbit, it's labeled as a Halloween movie, but again, not really taking place around uh, the Halloween season. As far as I know, I mean, the most that you get out of it is that you, you got people who are doing like vegetables and whatnot, but even then, that could be at any point in the year. It's just that I know a lot of people often associate it, especially with some of the vegetables being pumpkins, uh, being within the, like, the fall season, but again, not really something where it's specifically Halloween. This one is one of the few where it's like, yeah, it's on Halloween because they mentioned it specifically multiple times and the ending is like, hey, look, the, the mean old man is giving back people their stuff that the house ate over the years as Halloween, um, like not really the candy, but like, pretty much like, giving them like their Halloween presents. Yeah, this is one of the few movies where it's just Halloween-centric, which has always made me wonder, why is it that when it comes to Halloween stuff, we're more open to the idea of, like, hey, look, as long as it's in the mood of Halloween, we'll count it as a Halloween movie. But when it comes to something like Christmas, where people get more picky about it, even when there's movies where they take place on Halloween, like, say, Batman Returns or Die Hard or whatever, and people go, like, oh, well, you know, you can't count those because they're, like, action movies or they're not really focused on Christmas. But I'm like, you know, they're centered around the holiday though and like they take place around the holiday a lot of the plot points you know are based specifically on said holiday and there are like little maybe the music maybe the feel of it is still christmas based so why do people get picky on that i i never understood that i know i'm going off on a tangent but it's just something that i really want to feel i really want to say um regarding that and what better time than with a movie that taking place in halloween so it is yes technically a halloween movie and it's one of the few that actually does that. So why is it that we can acknowledge all this stuff being Halloween and not the Christmas stuff? I don't know. It's crazy. It's dumb if you ask me, but that's kind of how it is. But with that out of the way, let's just get this uh, done with some final thoughts. Uh, Monster House, really good movie. It's creepy. It's funny. It feels like the kind of movie that you would have seen in the 80s for better. And, of course, at times for worse in terms of just... Uh, some of the stuff that might not hold up, but there's not a whole lot, realistically. The animation 
it delivers in parts mania in the house and the, the way the the old man is is animated but when it comes to anything else it's not awful it's just not that great and yeah in that regard kind of disappointing but hey you know it happens can't really complain on that story-wise very clever it's very well written I know Dan Harmon would probably disagree, but you know it happens. I I I know if I wrote it wrote something and it was changed, even if it was for the better, I might not be too happy, especially if they went behind my back. So I can't really complain too much. And hey, we all got different tastes. Yeah, it's just a really good time uh, compared to the other um, motion capture movies that I've seen. Not the best one. Uh, that still goes to Tintin for the Image Mover stuff. The Robert Zemeckis um, movies. This is probably. Probably the best one. Polar Express is just kind of fine. Beowulf, fine. Christmas Carol, fine. Marceline's Moms can go to hell. But yeah, this is really clever. And it, it's a shame that more movies didn't bother advancing the tech using what this movie did right, which is making it stylistically. Like, you can do the stuff that they did with this and still make it work if you didn't focus too much on trying to make it realistic because that always looks creepy but yeah it's just a really solid movie really scary honestly if you haven't seen it yet definitely watch it especially now for halloween it's on netflix the idea that a house can be so threatening is kind of silly but it it works It, it really does so yeah go watch monster house it's a really solid movie yeah it's a genuinely satisfying horror movie for Halloween, so what else do you want me to say? So to wrap things up, thank you for watching. This has been Octaviano Macias, host of I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse. If you enjoyed this, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, that's SciCam Films. And if you want to support me even more than that, I do have a Patreon, that's www.patreon.com slash SciCams, S-A-I-C-A-M-S, patreon.com slash sidecams. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you again next time. Whoa, Dad. Why didn't you kiss my hairy butt? Did you shake up?